You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Deep Tran, one of your token theater friends.、Uh, you're probably wondering where Jose Solis, my co-host, is this week. Last week was a really overwhelming week, so we don't really have the mental and emotional space to record an intro this week. So we just have an interview with the legendary John Leguizamo coming up for you. But I wanted to give you all a a little update on like what's going on with me. So I was recently on the phone with a professor in London. I was interviewing him for a story I'm working on about、uh, zombies and pandemics. Very light subjects, and he told me that、uh, I sounded really upbeat for someone who had. Lost her job because of COVID and is now freelancing full time. And I wanted to tell you all the answer I told him, which is what this moment has really taught me is how to live in the moment and to feel okay with uncertainty and how to be truly grateful for the little things. And right now, I'm not making as much money right now as I was when I was working a full time job. But at the same time, I've been learning to be grateful for the fact that I'm healthy and my family is healthy, and that I can take a nap in the middle middle of the day when I'm feeling overwhelmed by everything, and I can choose. What to focus my time and my energy on, and right now, what I've been choosing to focus on and what's been really nourishing me is how I can be of service to people. That's how I decide what I'm going to write about on TokenTheaterFriends.com, and that's why I just I decided to you know. Be a poll worker for the election, and to go out and protest and amplify the messages that protesters are sending. I've also signed up to do some writing and editing for this nonprofit that's focused on educating the Vietnamese American community, like my own community, and to work on something that my own mother can read. And 
the reason I'm telling you all about all of this is not to make you feel bad for if you you feel like you're not doing enough. It's just to show you like how right now you may feel like you're powerless. You may feel like everything is hopeless, and how important it is to surround yourself with people who can pull you out of that. I had. I had my first big meeting with everyone at the nonprofit that I'm volunteering with, and everyone is just so hopeful and and driven and really passionate about the cause. And the great thing, especially if you've ever worked in in backstage at a theater or on an art project with other people, is how their energy helps feed your energy. And it's the same energy I felt when I was when I had more time to go out and do more protesting. It's it's the energy of people who are not willing to give up and who are willing to keep fighting into the end and who still have hope. And by them having hope, it helps, you know, it helps keep the flame inside of you alive. If you're feeling down, I really... And if you're able, I really hope you'll take the time to get involved in like any of these efforts to help the November 3rd election or any, you know, socio-political, social justice issue that you're passionate with. And just be around people, even if it's remotely, be around people who can help buoy your spirits and to, and who can help you feel gratitude not just for your own life, but feel gratitude for the fact that there are still wonderful people out there who are trying. And if we can just keep on trying, then maybe things will get better. So yes, please consume art, read token theater friends, read books, read things that inspire you, watch things that inspire you, and also Find some people that will inspire you and that will keep your spirits up. If this moment has taught us anything, it's it's the fact that we need each other in order to make a better world. And so I hope that right now you're not isolating yourself and you're being and you're willing to be open about where you need help and use your energy in a productive way that will help other people and that will also help yourself and so uh that is my soapbox for this episode and now we'll go to the interview that jose and i did for this week uh we interviewed actor writer comedian john liguizamo who has a new film coming out called critical thinking where he's directing and also starring in alongside rachel bay jones who you may remember from dear evan hansen on broadway uh, I'll just read uh, the summary of what the movie is about. Uh, it's based on a true story from 1998. Uh, five Latinx and black teenagers from the toughest underserved ghetto in Miami fight their way into the National Chess Championship under the guidance of their unconventional but inspirational teacher. Uh, 
John Leguizamo plays that teacher, and he was kind enough to hop on a call and talk to us about what it is to build legacy and what it is to be patient and to teach people, even if we don't always agree with them. Oh, and at a certain point, you cannot see it on this podcast, but I hold up a book, and I think John is very proud of me in that moment. Uh, that book is called 1491, New Revelations of the Americas Before Columbus by Charles C. Mann, which John also talked about in his one-man Broadway play, Latin History for Morons, which you can also watch on Netflix. So watch Latin History for Morons, watch Critical Thinking, and uh, listen to this interview with the legendary John Leguizamo. Hello. Hello. Hi, John. How you doing? ¿Cómo estás? Bienvenido. Gracias. Placer. ¿Cómo va todo? I'm, I'm doing great. See, I even wore my Moulin Rouge shirt for you. Oh, nice, nice. I can barely see it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, welcome. I am so excited that you're joining us. I was like, chill, and I saw you, and I'm like starstruck, and I'm like, oh, like, oh my God. So, I, I've loved your work. You know, I grew up in Honduras, and I've loved your work since I was a little kid. And, oh, thank you, my brother. Thank you. Yeah, and when I was watching Critical Thinking, uh, congratulations, by the way. Thank I you. Couldn't, I couldn't help but think that you're like, you know, the uh, direct heir to, uh, uh, you know, Edward, and this is your stand and deliver, right? So can you This is my stand-up, deliver, kick-ass, kick it through the field post, you know, the goal post. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I love that movie. That movie was so inspirational to me. And we need so many more of these type of movies of Latin leaders who, who have been pioneering and nourishing our youth you know, through the 500 years that we've been in this country. Uh, what was your part of your, your, of your decision to direct it? Well, they asked me, you know, the producers, Carla Berkowitz and, and Scott Rosenfeld. And I was like, you know what? I think I can do that. I think I can bring something. Cause you don't want to jump in a movie just to, you know, to, for vanity's sake. You want to, you want to feel like I can bring something else. I can add to this. And I really felt like, you know, I was a ghetto nerd growing up, a ghetto nerd. And I knew you, I knew how these kids felt, you know, trapped between, you know, two places, you know, trapped between doing, you know, ne'er-do-well stuff and, and football. And you just don't, sometimes you're just not a football player. You're, you're a book reader, you know, you're a book nerd. So your chess was books and literature then? Yeah. <laughs> my, 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 my chess board was always plays books, poems, you know, movies, you know, the, the, the field that I'm in. Yeah. Oh, speaking of books, uh, I have, I've been reading this. <laughs> good it's, for you. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm still, but it's so good. Come on. I know it's so dense though. It is mad dense, but he writes so well. I mean, he really does. I mean, he makes it poetry. He makes it accessible because it's, because hey yo, we were great empires. It can't if it wasn't dense, it wouldn't be worth it. I mean, we were the one of the greatest civilizations on earth. The Incas, the Mayas, the Aztecs, Comanche and Apache in the Southwest. These were vital, important civilizations, equal to or bigger than most of uh, European and Asian uh, empires. I mean, the Inca were three times bigger than the Ming Dynasty, bigger than Tsarist Russia, bigger than the Ottoman Empire. I mean, what more can I say? 
Yeah, I remember in grade school, we, we did like a whole course where we had to pick different、uh, Mesoamerican tribes to do reports on, and I picked the Incas. And, and it was really funny because we did all this history, and then, and then we skipped straight to, and then the Spanish came. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about、right. how they killed all these people. They just came, and then that's what happened. And now we're going to start. But, but it's more than the genocide, man. I mean, the、yeah. genocide, of course, is, is horrific, but. The, this is the first time in the history of mankind where a people's culture, religion, and language was completely destroyed for all these groups of people Mayans, Incas, and Aztecs. I mean, some vestiges of language, Nahuatl and, and Mayan languages, and some Quechua survived, but you know, not, not, not the way they should, not with, the, with these great empires. So, you know, you have to cut, and then you have to, so you have to flash forward 500 years and go, where are Latin people now? I mean, that's what we came from. That is still part of our legacy, you know, that destruction of, of who we were. And it's called psychosocial erasure. You know, and it continues here in America. You know, we're, we're the largest ethnic group in America, 20%, almost 20% of the population, including all my undocumented immigrant brothers and sisters. And yet, less than 3% of the faces on, in movies, behind the camera. I mean, less than 1% of the stories in all of streamers in Hollywood. I mean, the, the least represented in children's picture books, where 30% of the public school、uh, students in the whole nation, and, and we don't see ourselves represented in picture books. How does a kid? You know, see himself. How does he build his self esteem when he never sees himself in a comic book or a picture book or a movie or, you know, just anywhere? I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible. Or even when they're told that they're not going to learn Spanish because they get bullied if they, you know, speak Spanish in school or if they bring food that's not like some boring peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right, right, right. Those little, yeah. Well, we don't do Goya anymore. So Goya has been done. <laughs> we dropped the Goya. What's your alternative to Goya? What's a good alternative? You go, to your, you go to your store and you get, for Sasson, you get garlic powder, onion powder, coriander powder, cumin,、uh, black pepper,、uh, salt, and achote. And you got Sasson without nitrates or monosodium glutamate. I love so it. So F you, Goya. <laughs> you aim for us, we aim for you. <laughs> so recently you've been playing. You know, literal teachers. But I wonder, you know,、uh, what's like the, 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 the greatest thing or the thing that you most appreciate that art and the art that you love has taught you? You mean in terms of being a teacher or I'm not, I'm not sure? No, in your life. You know, even if you're playing teachers, like, you know, your projects are like didactic, you know, like you're not supposed to be taking notes either at Latin <laughs> history or critical thinking. Well, Latin history took me to another place. I mean, I was so happy that my audiences went with me there, letting me. You know, instruct and educate. And, 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 I was, and, and the more I, 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 I held on to those reins, the more they appreciated. So that was, that was a really beautiful sort of soul exchange in the theater.、Uh, and, and, you know, I, I have embraced that, you know, that there's so much incredible information out there, especially in this digital age, that I can now bring to books. Bring to picture books for children, bring to plays, bring to movies. I just have to, you know, figure a way around the gatekeepers because they're the ones denying me and anybody who looks like me access. You know, that's, that's the problem right there because wherever we have metrics, we Latin people win. 
like uh, Spotify. Jay Balvin is the number one star in the world, Colombian rapper. Uh, my Dominican sister, Cardi B, number one in Billboard. Maluma, Colombian brother, num- you know, up in the top 10. Camila Cabello, Pitbull, Bad Bunny. Um, uh, I mean, you, you name them, man. They're up there. And, and in baseball, we win because you got stats. And in politics, AOC, Sidney uh, Polo, David Mercosur Powell, Xavier Bercera, Veronica Escobar. Joaquin Castro, the Castros, wherever, because you can count those votes, but when it's a gatekeeper's, we had to rely on a gatekeeper's opinion or taste. They don't, they don't see us. They don't know us. They don't care about us. We don't win. And do you think that's part of the reason? Because, you know, I'm, I mean, growing up, like I knew you as, you know, as Tybalt, the Prince of Cats and as, and in Moulin Rouge. And I feel like as your career progressed, like you went back to doing, you know, more original work on stage as well as, you know, now you're directing. And so is this your way of like get, gaining back control of production and gaining absolutely. back Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, it's a disappointing run in Hollywood. You know, you do movies like, like if I, if I was a white actor and did Carlito's Way, boom, I'd be like, you know, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. You know, you do a movie that's a hit like that Empire, you know, or, or something where you're the, I'm the lead and it's a hit. You, you know, your your opportunities quadruple. But when you're Latin, it's just like you you it's like you didn't even do it. <laughs> you know, so I was like, let me go back to what feeds me. Let me go back to my community. Let me go to where there are no gatekeepers, Broadway, theater, off Broadway, where there are no gatekeepers. So all you gotta do is have a tight script, raise the money, and boom, rent out that that barn. You know, and that that's how Lin Manuel did Hamilton. I mean, he would have pitched that to a studio. To a network, to a streamer, they would have been, excuse me, Burr was not black. And a Puerto Rican Hamilton, that's, that's outrageous. It, and they didn't speak in hip-hop back in those days. You know, it would have never got done. But because he's in the theater, boom, you know. The, the work that you that you get from your uh, young ensemble is really, really wonderful. Because, you know, it seems like everyone's so comfortable. So talented, and, thank you. Yeah. How did you achieve that? Because, like, I never felt comfortable in school. Uh, well, you know, it was hard to, to get these kids because there was so much Latin and black talent out there, the hundreds, <laughs> and they were all incredible. So I was like, how am I going to solve this? I got to figure, I got to make a choice. So what I did was I picked guys who looked like their characters or their personality was the character already. Because, you know, I'm directing and I'm in it. You know, I, I needed a shorthand. I, I didn't have the time for a long process of development. And then we did, you know, I did a, like a, ch- a chess boot camp. I said, you know, you're going to be my movie. You got to give me a week before, which is unheard of in independent films. This was a, a 20-day shoot, too, which is brutal. Um, so I asked him, give me a week, 12 hours a day. We're going to rehearse after shooting, too. This is going to be exhausting, but you're going to be so proud of your work at the end. And they and they came. The kids delivered, man. And I got the real guys who were, who were the real uh uh, stars champions they came and consulted and showed us how to play the moves uh you know whatever was bumping or tripping or not right or 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 a little fudged they made us correct it it was great i i created and i'm currently running a training uh lab for critics of color and every time that i have to like you know teach them i feel like why do i have to teach them and i wonder if you have any words to maybe like relax me or any insight that you uh, that you that, that you have now as uh, as a real life educator. 
<laughs> well, you know, uh, I think it's you got to make it fun and you got to let them teach themselves in some ways. You know, I think that that was the beauty of when I talked to Mara Martinez, the real teacher that I was playing. It was like, how did you get that info into them? How do you, how do you, because they had the talent and the passion. It was just getting the book knowledge in them. And obviously he supplied all the books and, 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 and walked them through the, the right passages. But it was that magnetic board. They would go over the moves over and then have them try to replicate it or, or, or break through it or break the code on it. And that's how they self-taught themselves. How would you rate yourself as a player now? You know, I'm a little better. <laughs> Not as good as I thought I would be, but I am, I, I am winning a little bit more. I beat my son like once or twice, and he used to always beat me. And I beat, I, I, Mostly children I beat. <laughs> I haven't played adults yet. You'll get to the college kids one day. <laughs> Working towards that. I got to first go through high school, though. <laughs> it's also so exciting because right now, I mean, Atlanta History is on Netflix, and uh, Craig will think it's going to be on VOD. And what does it mean, like, to have, you know, to give people access to, to your work, which, you know, like, when you do it on Broadway, people have to be in New York. And usually an independent movie starts, like, super small, and then if they get, like, Oscar buzz or whatever, they keep growing. But right, right, right. Like, everyone can see it. Yeah, which is great. You know, I mean, obviously I was robbed of my victory at South by Southwest Film Festival and, and theater release, you know, because of COVID. But I think that the upside is everybody can see it now on Apple TV, Amazon, Voodoo, iTunes. And since they're there, we're all sequestered at home. You know, we got to look at something. <laughs> and then why not look at critical thinking? I think it's a really inspiring movie. True story shows you how many gifted genius street intellectuals are in our neighborhoods and Latin communities and black communities that are just, you know, squandered, you know, like uh, wasted dreams. And, and, and it doesn't need to be that way. You know, we really, we really need to do something to, to make that change. I love how you balance both, you know, like darkness and joy. Cause like the movie has some very violent moments that honestly made me think of growing up uh, in, in Honduras, but then like you balance that with such warmth and, and happiness and, Why is it important uh, as an artist to also show the joy of uh, our people? Well, because, you know, otherwise it's ghetto porn when it's all that melodrama and, and, and just, you know, soulless violence, because there's a lot of joy in our communities because that's, that's the only thing we can afford <laughs> is joy. You know, it's tax free, you know, and, and, and that's, and you, when you go to a Latin community, you know, They're celebrating, they're having block parties, park parties, music's bumping, everybody's laughing and sharing food and dancing. You've never seen joy like that in any community, man. It's the most beautiful, heartwarming thing you've ever seen. Amen. And inclusive. Everybody's welcome. Everybody. Well, well, speaking of you as an educator, I feel like, because I was listening to your NPR interview about like when you got heckled while doing Latin history by like some racist white people. And, oh yeah, <laughs> and like last year, you know, you're touring around the country doing this play, and 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 you met all kinds of people who may not share your views. And so, what have you learned about like trying to talk to racist white people? Uh, it's tricky because when they yell stuff out inappropriately, I mean, who goes to a, a, a Republican play if you're there, if there's such a thing and starts yelling crazy shit at them? I mean, who does that? It's so weird that these older white couples feel like it's okay to yell like 
we hate you. You're go back to Mexico. And I'm not even Mexican, you know, uh, it's like you, you're just yelling really horrible stuff. What's I mean, I don't understand how you think that that's civilized. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I don't really know how to respond. I mean, I just try to keep the crowds from attacking them. That's what I just try to do, you know, and, and I, I, if they had an opinion to share or something, but it just taunts, you know, it's just vilifying and, and it's not really sharing anything intellectual. It's just being mean. And, and I just, I, I don't know. I, I try to ignore them because I don't want to get into a battle with them because they're, they're not really there to, to, to exchange anything. They're just there to be mean. Mm. Right. So. But have you learned something about like how to have like meaningful exchanges? That, yeah, that I have. I mean, you, you, you got to really go into it open-minded. You can't go there wanting to proselytize and convert. You got to really go there and go, you know, I, I, I can learn. I might learn something. That's the way you go to it. Otherwise, you're not going to, you're not going to, what, what, how are you going to penetrate anybody and make them change their opinion? They're not going to do it to you. So you got to really come in there as open as you can. I mean, it, which is difficult. It's not easy. So we got the warning for one more question. So I, you know, I, I grew up and you were my, my Luigi when I was little. And I couldn't help but thinking right now, especially after, you know, Chadwick Boseman passed, that uh, in many ways, you know, real life heroes are people like, like you and him who are rescuing our heritage and are rescuing, you know, creating characters that will live on forever. And although, you know, I want you to live forever and ever and ever, <laughs> can, are, you, are you, you know, like, can you talk a little bit about this, this is like a conscious, like heritage that you're building? Because I'm seeing like the bookcase behind you and I'm imagining that you're leaving behind something not only for your kids, but, but for us and for our kids and for definitely, definitely trying to leave a legacy, definitely trying to get all the information I've learned in the last 15 years in terms of my, my, my research. I'm definitely trying to get it in as many books and as many formats as possible. So yeah, you're going to see a lot. I'm going to try to leave the world, the, the world, a, a, a more Brown planet than, than I came into it. And you're already on it. So uh, do you want to invite our listeners and our viewers to uh, find critical thinking and to also watch all your shows that are available? Yes, please, everybody. Watch uh, Critical Thinking on on demand on Apple TV, iTunes, Amazon, and Buddha and all the other platforms except Netflix. And you can see Latin History for Morons only on Netflix. (laughs) Muchas gracias, John. Ha sido un sueño. I hope you all enjoy the interview and that you also do some critical thinking of your own. Uh, This is usually the part of the show where Jose talks about why you should be a Patreon. Uh, Jose doesn't, Jose can't do that today. So I'm doing it. Uh, if you love this podcast and if you love the writing that Jose and I are doing on tokentheaterfriends.com, then please, please, please support us on Patreon if you can. Token Theater Friends is 100% reader supported and we have no angel investors and, you know, no large donations. Uh, we're running this out of love and also out of a need to, like I said at the top of the show, to feel useful during this time. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support mine and Jose's work. And and we're also trying to 
build a community of patrons. If you become a patron, you'll be able to take part in programming polls that we put out. Uh, wow, say that three times fast. And and we're also doing like weekly discussions about topics that come up. Uh, our our Patreon base so far are very opinionated and so smart. And so if you are also an opinionated lover of theater and the arts and you want to get into discussions about about it in a platform that's not in a platform that's not incredibly public and problematic like Facebook on Twitter, then I encourage you to be a patron of Token Theater Friends. I thank you for listening, and I hope you all have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.